You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bible in Real Life podcast. My name is Lee Fuller, and I am your host today, and I'm super excited because today we're talking about Easter, right? As we're going into this season of Easter, it's very important that we look at the meaning of Easter. We're going to look at some of the symbols of Easter and the importance of Easter in daily life. So I'm not exactly sure how long this series is going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be maybe three parts. I may condense it to two. Just depends on how much we get done today. So um, again, welcome to the Bible in Real Life podcast. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, um, feel free to do so. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts. You know, we're all over. So uh, your your normal or your favorite podcatcher, uh, we should be there. And if not, then let us know where you're listening and we can uh, make sure we add it there. All right. Also, we appreciate the reviews. Reviews are a good thing. Hey, this podcast we freely give to everyone. Um, but I would love it if if you were being blessed by the podcast. Go, go and submit a review. It really helps other people uh, get exposed to what we're talking about. So uh, my name is Lee Fuller again. And let's get into Easter. So whenever we're getting into Easter, first let's find out what is Easter. I know some of us, depending on where you grew up, depending on your history, um, Easter is the Sunday that your mama take you to church. <laughs> oh, there's a joke among the believers where there's like a, you got some Baptists, you got some Pentecostals, but you got some CMEs, right? Christmas, Mother's Day and Easter, right? This is when they go to church. Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. So Easter is one of those big Christian holidays, big Christian events. Um, but it has expanded beyond just the Christian sphere. Uh, most Americans, <clears throat> and actually people all over the world, <coughs> excuse me, uh, celebrate Easter. So take a little bit of my my coffee. Um, So what is Easter? So let's give a a definition. Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus from the tomb on the third day after his crucifixion, right? So Easter is the celebration, right, of the resurrection of Jesus. Woo! Um, When he rose from the grave. You know, I've been doing some I don't want to call it deconstructing, but I've been looking at some of the essentials of what we have to believe as Christians uh, and what fundamental, what Orthodox Christianity is and a central belief of the Christian gospel is that Jesus rose from the dead, right? And uh, today we're going to look at two verses and then we're going to kind of look at some of the um, some of the commercialization and some of the symbols of Christianity to see uh, what's really happening. So 
Uh, the first thing I want to look at is, let's look at Luke. Good old Dr. Luke, chapter 24. See, I think I got it pulled up here. So Luke says, Luke 24, um, verse 21. I mean, uh, Luke 24, verse 1 starts off. It says, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. <coughs> and they, these are uh, the women, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day, rise. And they remembered his words. And returning uh, from the tomb, they told all things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, it was Mary, Magdalene, and Jonah, and Mary, the mother of James, and the other woman who had told these things to the disciples. So, um, we see Luke's account of the resurrection, right? Uh, not only is the resurrection found in Luke, it's important that we see it's also found in Mark. Let's go Mark 16. Mark 16, how do they recount the gospel or the resurrection? When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, mother of the Mary of Jesus, and Solomon brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone? They're like, oh man, when we get there, who's going to roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled back. They entered the tomb. They saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. So the place where they see the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he's gone for them in Galilee. Oh, my goodness. So we see is the resurrection is recorded in Luke. The resurrection is recorded in Mark 16. And for good measure, let's go to Matthew. Hey, uh, how do we know that Jesus rose from the dead? We see the accounts of the Gospels. Let's go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28 says, now after the resurrection, Toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And behold, there was a, a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you seek whom was Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has risen as he said. Come on, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he was risen from the dead. And behold, he's going before you in Galilee. 
So we see Matthew 28, Mark 16, and Luke 24 shares the story of the resurrection, right? Jesus is alive. Why, as Christians, do we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive? This is very important to the Christian doctrine. This is very important to why, um, to our belief. Um, Paul says it like this. Let's go. Let's go back to the text because I want us to see why the resurrection is so important. Why is it so important that that in Christendom there is a holiday? Um, um, there was a holiday that celebrates the resurrection. So let me go quickly to First uh, Corinthians because Paul is talking to the church at Corinth and he's letting them know why it's important, why the resurrection is such a big deal. Let's go to, um, let me see how much of this am I going to read. The resurrection of Christ. So we see this, we're again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preach to you which you receive and in which you stand and by which you were being saved. If you hold fast to the word, I preach to you unless you believed in vain. Right. So let me go down. Um, so let's let's go to 12. 12 said. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as risen from the dead, how can how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, when our, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. We are even found to be representing misrepresenting God because he testified um we are found, he testified that God had raised from the dead whom he did not raise if it was true that the dead not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ had been raised. And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and, you're, and you are still in your sin. Hold on, I'm trying to, there you go. Your faith is futile and you are still in your sin. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we, if in Christ we hope in this life only, we are most pitied. But if Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, for men by death, by man has come the resurrection from the dead. So Paul says, here is why this is so important. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then he is a liar. And if he did not raise from the dead, how can we believe that he will raise us from the dead, right? So when we look at those passages together, we see how in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the angel says, didn't he say he was going to raise? And look, he has risen from the dead. 
And Paul later, when he's uh, ministering at the church, he says, hey, we can have the confidence that we too will rise from the dead because Jesus rose just as he said. Amen. So this is the foundation. This is one of the key foundational principles of the gospels. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we can know that our salvation is secure. We can know that heaven it will be our home. We can know that we too will rise and live forever with the Father. This is why the doctrine of the resurrection, this is why the belief in the resurrection is so important. And this is why we celebrate it. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I lay my life down and I pick it up again. We have a God that laid his life down for our sins. And then three days later, uh oh, I'm about to shout. <laughs> but three days later, he rose again. And because he rose again, then he can raise us again. Because the Bible says he uh, was given all power and authority, even over death, right? Man, during this Easter season, this is why we get so excited about Easter, right? So you may be saying, wow, Lee, you started right at the punchline. Yes, because I want you to know how important the resurrection is to the life of the believer. The reason we can believe that God can do all these other things is because he rose from the dead. What separates Jesus from um, other holy people or other religions, right? You know, there is a tomb for Muhammad. There is a tomb for Gandhi. There is a tomb for Buddha. The tomb that Jesus had was opened and he is no longer there for he has risen. As a believer, this is something we have to believe, right? Or else Jesus was a liar because Jesus said, I'm going to raise again. And in fact, he did, right? So that is the story of Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of the, the Lord, uh, of Jesus. So you may say, okay, well, uh, that is super cool. <laughs> That's why we can have our faith. Well, um, but in Easter, there's all this other stuff. Where'd all this other stuff come from? So let's look at some of the things over time that have begun to be celebrated around Easter time. And it's kind of like, remember... We did a series about Christmas, how there were a lot of things um, that began to pop up around Christmas time, the gifts and all that. Even though there is a biblical reason for Christmas, uh, the commercialization or certain things popped up around it and people began to focus more on the gifts than on the giver, right? Same thing for Easter. Um Oftentimes, so many things begin to pop up around the celebration of Easter that people begin to focus more on, on Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and different things than on the message of Easter, the message of Resurrection Sunday, right? So I want to talk a little bit, and I'm, I'm doing some research um, 
Uh, and this is from Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Not the ones on the wall because we don't have the, you know, uh, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> right? I don't have the big thing. I just go online and Google it. But Easter, um, uh, Britannica.com says that that Easter is the principal festival of the Christian church, which celebrates the resurrection of Christ after the third day, right? Uh, the English word Easter, which parallels the German word Ostern, is of uncertain origin. Um, but the um, that's like the, the early church didn't say, hey, we're celebrating Easter, right? It's an English word that was later... I used in Germany, and we we adhere to some of their practices. All right, um, so let's look at some of these signs of Easter and see if there is a if there is a um, a biblical explanation or a a reason. Like, how did we get to Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and all this? Well, I asked my daughter. I you know, yeah, and we you should train your kids. You should ask some questions, and I say, hey, Easter's coming up, right? Um. And I said, I said, Ava, why do you think there are Easter eggs? And I, she's so cool. Ava said, you know, maybe the lost eggs are lost people and we have to go get the eggs and bring them to the basket. And Christ is the basket, right? So we go hunting and searching for the lost people, the eggs, the Easter eggs, and we bring them back. And I say, you know what? I, that's better then the real reason for the Easter eggs, right? That's, you know, let's just, let's just use that. So if anybody asks about the Easter egg, say they the lost people, <laughs> they're, they're lost people and God wants to bring them back to the basket. So we have to go find them and bring them in. Come on, shout. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, even though I think that would be a better explanation, I might use that. Um, the egg many times, uh, began to represent the um, new birth or new life, right? So whenever you see eggs, um, you know, more than likely there's a new life or a new uh, birth that's coming out of the egg, right? So that egg kind of began to symbolize uh, that that resurrection, right? That new life, that coming back. Um, also, in, I believe, the 13th century, the church had prohibited the eating of eggs during the Holy Week, right? So the Holy Week would be, you know, um, I think Sunday to Sunday, right? Uh, and we're going we're gonna to break down some of the days of the Passion Week going up to the resurrection. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do that today or if I'm going to do it on the next episode. But um, in the 13th century, they... Um, they prohibited the eating of eggs during the Holy Week, but chickens still produced eggs, right? They still laying eggs every day like chickens do every day. So what they started to do is they would begin to designate these eggs that were that were um, hatched or that were laid during the holiday week. They would decorate them, right? And say, okay, these eggs were during the during the Holy Week. And so these eggs themselves began to be a, a symbol of during the Holy Week, these were these uh, a symbol of the resurrection. The egg itself began 
to be a symbol of the resurrection because they were doing the Holy Week, right? So just as Jesus rose from the tomb, the egg symbolizes the new life emerging from the eggshell, right? And then, you know, the Orthodox Christians took it a little further. Um, they began painting some of the eggs red because the red would represent the uh, and symbolizes the blood that Jesus shed on the cross, right? So it's interesting how <clears throat> um, from the gospel, you know, then this kind of grew on to it, right? Uh, and then, and then we see how um, later it began to symbolize something else. And then they were painted red because of the cross, right? And now people just paint them and hide them for no reasons without understanding the significance of it. So these were things that the early church did, not early church, um, uh, in the 12th, 13th, 14th century began to do, right? So that's one of the signs and the symbols of where we get, where we get Easter. <clears throat> Easter clothes. Now, I don't know about you all, but me, your Easter outfit? Okay, there was a place called Favors for Players. <laughs> I'm a country boy, right? And I I wish I could find one of the pictures. But Flavor for Players. And uh, that's where I would go get my Easter outfit. You know, sometimes you'd have that baby blue Easter outfit. Come on, I know we got some, some um old school uh easter outfit people um the the pastel colors were real hot on the easter outfits you had the reds you had the hats because people used to come to church so fresh uh I, how they said they'd be dripping like <laughs> today i mean the drip was real on easter right so where this idea of easter clothes come from well um there was the, what was it? Earlier, there used to be a, how do I say it? Um, how, do, how did they say it? Not the Easter eggs. Okay, so new clothes have long been associated with the idea of newness or fresh beginning, right? So a familiar custom of having new clothes for Easter probably began with early Christians wearing white robes for baptism during Easter. Later, the custom expanded to everyone wearing new clothes in the celebration of their new life in Christ, right? So just as Jesus rose from the dead and the newness of, of, newness of life in Christ, many believers will wear new clothes on Easter to show that me, I too have been put on have put on the new life isn't that cool um so some of these practices not everybody does them and it's not it's not wrong to get new clothes for easter but we must always remember here is why here's the reason behind what we do um sunrise service is another um easter type um celebration if you know, some people may be familiar with sunrise service, right? Well, in 1732, there was a group of young men um, in Hernut, Saxony, um, and they went to their cemetery at sunrise, um, similar to how 
uh, Mary, Martha, I mean, Mary, Mary Magdalene, those went to Jesus's tomb, right? Early Sunday morning. So many times they would do the same thing. They would go to the cemetery early in the morning as a, as a reenactment or as a way of celebrating or commemorating, um, uh, the women going to see Jesus' tomb early in the morning, right? So then they would have the service and they would pray and that type of thing. So it's it's interesting. Uh, isn't it cool? Like things were created for a reason. Uh, but over time, things just got so far off that it began to be about the clothes or it began to be about the Easter egg or the Easter bunny. Right now, there is a passage. Um, some some people they had this idea of the Easter lamb, right? Another Easter symbol. Now, this one is is very biblical, right? Um, John said in one twenty nine, John pointed to Jesus um, and said, "Look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world." Right. So Jesus was, in fact, the lamb that was sacrificed for us all. He was the Paschal lamb, right? Um, so the idea of having lamb or an Easter lamb um, is a very biblical symbol of Easter, right? We don't do it as much because there's no lot lamb, but some people eat lamb on Easter um, to, to uh, remember in memory of the sacrifice of what Jesus did, right? So um, I just want to jump on today to number one, tell you the meaning of Easter. And what, what I'm going to do next week is we're going to walk through the Passion Week. And some of you may be like, well, what's the Passion Week? Well, the Passion Week is the, is the um, events of Jesus' final week. Excuse me. If you knew this was the last week um, before you were going to die, right? The things you would do during that week would be very important or very significant. Well, there are certain events that happened in Jesus' life. There are certain topics, things he discussed, things he did on that last week that are very significant. All right. And we're going to try to break down some of the elements and aspects of Jesus' final week before going to the cross to die for our sins, okay? Well, you have been listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. Um, I'm excited for for Easter. Um, I, You know, one thing I've been doing and... Uh, you know, there was this movie called The Passion of the Christ uh, years ago. And uh, I don't always go back and look at it during Easter. You know, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't always go back and look at it. But this year, I went back and I've started looking at The Passion of the Christ. I'm about halfway through. Um, <clears throat> and it really hit me all over again, the price that God um, the price of my sin, the price Jesus had to pay in order to redeem us from sin. So 
Uh, I believe I'm looking at it on Amazon Prime, right? So I know it's on Prime Video if you have Prime or uh, it may be on the internet somewhere. Uh, but if you get a chance, go back and look at it. It's, now, it is kind of gruesome, right? Um, but it shows the um, a glimpse of what it took for Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, right? Um, and during this time of reflection, during this time of Easter season, don't get caught up on the clothes. Don't get caught up on the Easter egg hunt. My other daughter said, hey, you know, I hope we can do an Easter egg hunt this year. Now we may, we may, but let's make sure that we're also aware of the true meaning of Christmas, right? Paul said, if Jesus didn't rise, then our faith is in vain because we will be trusting in a dead savior. Because Jesus rose from the dead, we know that our belief, our faith, our hope is in a risen Lord. So this year, let's take Easter a little bit, um, be a little bit more reflective and say, hey, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for not only dying for my sin, but raising to show that I too will live in eternity. Um, raising us and knowing that you will raise us in the last day. All right. So happy Easter. Take this time to, to um, reflect on what God has done for us uh, and make sure you like and share this podcast. Some of us may not have known where Easter came from or um, why it's so important. Well, we went over it in the very beginning of the podcast. And we see that each of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Synoptic Gospels, tell the story of the resurrection because it is so vital to know that Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He rose again and he reigns forevermore. All right. This is Lee Fuller, Bible in Real Life. Bye-bye, everybody. I'll see you next week.